Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. NFL weekend kicks off tonight. Better game than you think. We have the game of the century this weekend. The destruction of rookie quarterbacks and marital discord stemming from a dog. The guys are here. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Well, the one place to start. I think Thursdays have become my favorite days here because those are the days that my former Jets, my beloved Bart Scott and Damian Woody are able to hang out after the show and bring us the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. By that, I mean we just finished Get Up and here we go headlong into radio and D-Wood just smashed a bunch of helmets and you look like you're, you're kind of schwitzed up, if you will. You're a little sweaty over <laughs> yeah, there. A little yeah, I, I, I got a little lather going on, man. I got to you know, transition, get ready for first take as well. All right, so we smashed some helmets had some fun and of course the game of the century is the one that we are talking about and Lewis Riddick made it clear he does not see this as a one-sided affair he kind of gives the for lack of a better way of putting it Belichick and the Patriots a puncher's chance Bart Scott what do you think I don't believe so. I think um, there, there are two different parts of their program. I think you talk about the defending champs. I think, uh, you know, Mac Jones was exposed a little bit against a great defense in, in, in with the New Orleans Saints. You know, the, the ability to really take away the short stuff. James White, I think, is going to be detrimental to his development. Somebody that was his safety valve, somebody that gave you that disguise of run and pass. Now he's going to put the guys in. They're going to know if it's going to be a run or a pass. It's going to be hard to get that, you know, running back out in space where they can be a, a, a disadvantage or a be a mismatch against these linebackers. What do you think, T. Wood? Yeah, listen, it's going to be a tall task for, for Mac Jones. I mean, listen, we know that Tampa Bay, they got an arsenal of weapons offensively. Yeah. They're going to put up points, okay? And, and now you're going to ask your rookie quarterback to go toe-to-toe <laughs> with, with the greatest quarterback of, of all time in Tom Brady. That's an t- awfully tall task. And listen, I'm never going to dis, you know, dismiss the greatness of Coach Belichick and his ability to, to try to uh, handcuff teams and make them – play left-handed, but when you have as many weapons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have in their disposal, how many people can you possibly take away? Exactly. I think, to me, that's the biggest thing going into this game. Well, how'd the Rams do it? I mean, the Rams shut them down last week. Uh, they beat them 34-24, and candidly, while that game was still a game, the, the, the Bucs didn't have 24 points. What did the Rams do to them that no one else can well, do. They, well, they did it being physical, and also they're able to generate pass rush because they have arguably the greatest defensive player of all time. And when they were trying to take him away by doubling him inside, you know, the defense coordinator for the Rams had the foresight to put him on the outside and, and, and scheme up one-on-ones against tackles, which that became a mismatch as well. They have a lockdown corner. They, they remember, the Patriots are without Stephon Gilmore as well, right? You know, we know he's going to be out for the first six weeks, so – who, who do you match up? So if you don't have a lockdown corner that can dictate coverage for you, then now you have to try and double everybody. You just run out of people after a certain point of time. Do you take Grunk away? Okay. So if you take Grunk away, then what are you going to do with Antonio Brown? If you take Antonio Brown away, what are you going to do with Mike Evans? If you take Mike Evans away, what are you going to do with Godwin? You know, so it's like one of those things where you just run out of people. You got to hope that you can maybe tip balls or get things. What are you going to show Tom Brady that you, he's never seen before? Hell, he know, he's one that taught you where to go and how to defend certain coverages if you're McCourty's, right? So like he knows all their tendencies and what they like to do on that side and what Patricia likes to take away from quarterbacks as well. So you, you believe the Bucs win this one somewhat easily? I think they try and prove a point. Listen, this is the most important game to Brady. And if you're anybody in the Tampa Bay um, organization, what he's been able to do and how he's been able to take you all to primetime, win a Super Bowl and have you in position to win another one, you jump on whatever grenade you have to to make sure that he's a happy man after that game. And you do it in, in dominating fashion. D Wood, it's time for the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Do the Bucks win, and do they win easy? I think they win in decided fashion. I think I think the Bucks have too much 
explosion offensively. The, the Patriots trying to navigate a rookie quarterback. Yeah. They got, you know, they got they, they got personnel issues on, on the defensive side of the ball as well. I, I think that Tom Brady, that whole that whole Tampa Bay Bucks organization, coming off a loss, they, coming off a loss, coming off a loss, they're going to be ready. Um, to go into Foxborough and make a statement. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. You know, it's interesting to me because uh, Mac Jones is in such a difficult spot here. You yeah. mentioned what he has to do on the field. In the meantime, you know, he ta- he did his press conference yesterday and I saw a story written about the fact that he, st- he talked for 13 minutes and he never said the name Tom Brady out <laughs> loud. He kept saying he and didn't say his name. So mm. we're literally parsing now yes. what, what words he's using in the we're, press conference. Well, uh, I think, listen, uh, the one thing about the Patriots organization, they regurgitate what was coming from the head coach. Right. And so, you know, when you when you hear stuff like that, I guarantee you Bill Belichick set the tempo and set the tone in those morning meetings to say, hey, this is how we want to this is how we okay. want to approach the press moving forward. So that's Bill Belichick yeah. speaking okay. through th- speaking through Mac Jones. So so you going so you just going um you going to try and uh, Patriot Brady Oh, y'all gonna try that on me? I created that. I'm the one that orchestrated. Oh, that's not gonna happen. So you don't know my name, son? Okay, you don't know my name? I'm gonna show you my name. You gonna spell it out in touchdown passes, (laughs) one for every letter in in, in his name. To be clear, though, the point I'm trying to make is this is a very difficult spot for a rookie quarterback to be in. That said, for the fans, too. Of all the quarterbacks, the the rookies, Mac Jones has probably had it best so far. Mm -hmm. The team's not playying great. But at least he's not running for his life on every snap, Mm -hmm. which Justin Fields was, and Zach Wilson has been, and Trevor Lawrence has been. So, Bart, you're around the Jets all the time. Yeah. How concerned should a fan like me be that this is going in a direction that Zach Wilson is going to have to be very mentally tough yeah. To be able to withstand. Well, we knew that, right? When when first round draft picks, and I didn't know it'd be this bad, Bart. I didn't yeah. know it'd be like this. I, I think it can get better. Like I, I don't think I think we hit bottom. You know, maybe last week. And listen, they went against you know every defense they've gone against is top five, right? So I mean, no other rookie quarterback has had to experience that. Right. You talk about Denver, how elite they are on the defense side of the ball, right? Carolina's number one, right? And then they went against New England, who traditionally destroys young quarterbacks. You know, I think it's going to be some breathing room because as, as you look at the schedule, the Jets, I think, have like the fourth easiest schedule going forward. I don't think they'll win a lot of games, but I don't think it'll be as brutal as it has been, you know, especially once Jameson Crowder comes back. We thought that uh, Corey Davis was going to be the, the player that's going to be a one and somebody that can be a security blanket. He had five drops last week. Yes. I mean, he was so he's just with, not that good with, with Crowder coming back. I think he's a guy that's proven in this league that can provide some easy throws, and they've been working on Zach getting the ball out of his hands as he's been burping the baby far too much. What do you think, D-Wood? Yeah, listen, I think Bart, you know, Bart brought up a great point. The first three defenses that they played this year have been elite defenses, to be honest with you. That's a tall task for, for, for any rookie quarterback. Now you're talking about a rookie quarterback with a, a rookie um, play caller, rookie yeah. head coach. So And we, no veteran and, backup quarterback. And no veteran backup See, quarterback. This is my frustration, D-Wood. Mm-hmm. Is you you this this was all foreseeable? Like, what did they think was going to happen? It's not a mystery who they were playing the first three weeks of the season. They chose to put him in this position, and when the problems are exactly what you were afraid they were going to be, that's really damning for the coaching staff and for the organization, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, listen, for me, I think that was like my one um, my one complaint about everything was. Making sure that you get a guy in there, you know, in the quarterback room because the quarterback room is so important for the for the, the development yeah. of a young guy. Get someone that in there that's not that's non-threatening as far as trying to get on the field, but can also provide 
you know, be another set of eyes, yeah. you know, out there, you know, on the sideline for for a young quarterback. I think that's the one well, area where they they probably dropped the ball. A little well, bit. coaches matter, right? And you know, unfortunately, tragically, they lost Nap in the yes. offseason. Greg and, Nap, who was going to be, I the, think that, 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 that was a that was a big loss, right? Yeah. He, he was the pass game coordinator, but also he was that <laughs> shoulder to lean on, that voice yes. for Lafleur to be able to talk to when you talk about developing the game plans, right? And I think now they ask Matt Cavanaugh, who's been around this league and has done a good job for every place he's gone to come in, but he doesn't really know this system as well as Nap did. So now, you know, they're going to have to have a transition period where they can kind of establish a rhythm, and they're going to have to lean more on Matt Cavanaugh because you understand, like, having somebody come in that wasn't with you in the whole offseason, you know, you don't want to step on any toes when you first come in there. I think right. Matt Cavanaugh is going to have to have a bigger voice because he's done this over and over again. He was there with Mark Sanchez. He was there with Kyle Bowler. He was there with – uh, yeah, he was he's in the Jets organization when we, when we yeah, were there. Baltimore, yeah. So he's a guy they're going to have to lean on. This is Greeny, where all our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. D. Wood, take injury out of the equation. Mm-hmm. If, everything, if, if, if everyone is available on Sunday and you're the head coach of the Chicago Bears, who's your starting quarterback against Detroit? Uh, I, would, I would have to lean to what Bart said on Get Up, to be honest with you. I would have to lean towards Justin Fields because it is a soft landing spot. When you look at the Detroit Lions, listen, the Detroit Lions, they're playing a lot better. They're playing hard. Yeah. But on the defensive side of the football, they are decimated. They don't have really much talent at all, particularly in their secondary. So if you're looking for an area or a team or a spot where you might have some success with your young guy quarterback, confidence. this will probably be the week where you could, you know, have some success and build that confidence up in Justin Fields. Yeah, outside of Trey Flowers, you know, they, they got rid of Jamie Collins. They yeah. have, they're missing their two top corners. I mean, that should be a better spot for him to gain some confidence and maybe get some momentum because, you know, this game is all about confidence. If you can build this kid's confidence up, you can save him from himself. Here's the thing. The following week they go play at the Raiders. Now, the Raiders are making life miserable for quarterbacks. So, are you going on some sort of a yo-yo here? I mean, you play him against yeah. Detroit, and then you, you don't play him against the Raiders? Or, yeah. or that once you go to him, is that it? No, because they've provided a soft landing because they've always said that Andy Dalton is QB1, and, you know, he's just not playing because he's injured. So, so you go to Fields this week, and right. then you go back to Dalton when he's healthy. And you they, make it seem right. like that's the reason against the Raiders. Yeah, and then you go back to him later in the season. Remember when Sam Darnold was a, uh, was, was a young quarterback, and, and he got you know, the mystery injury where all the backup quarterbacks came in. He really wasn't injured to the point where he couldn't play. Right. But they saw he was struggling and he was starting to see the rush. They just wanted to give him a break so he can see and get a different perspective. Sometimes when you get in there, it's too hot because it's too close. Everything moves fast. And then you step back again, you get a greater appreciation. Like, man, oh, this is how we do things. And the game should start slowing down for Justin just a little bit by the midway point, by the bye week for them. All right. So we'll wait and see what they wind up doing. It is a – it's just a shame to see it starting off this way. I mean, maybe Trey Lance actually has it the best of anybody. He's sitting there, he's learning, he gets to run a couple of touchdowns in, yeah. and <laughs> the whole world is clamoring for him, and, and they're just waiting and seeing. All right, they are the best. Uh, Bart Scott again. Uh, Bart and Han coming up here in just two hours, coast to coast. Damian Woody, you guys are the best. Thank you both. Appreciate oh, thanks it. for having us on, man. So appreciated. Greeny with you. We're presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Coming up next, one NFL coach is incredibly proud of how little he understands about football. And I will tell you who that is right after this. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Uh, it has become sort of a daily staple here. Let's check in on Bubba's Cowboys jersey of the day. The Cowboys are genuinely great. Bubba is genuinely delighted. Oh, he's gone back to the DAC. I see you've gone back to the dark jersey. Back to uh, DAC. DAC. So uh, that that is tell me the strategy on going back to Dak after wearing Des Bryant yesterday. Yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of thought was thinking kind of similar to what you were thinking, keeping it Dak, but I wanted to just get it changed up a little bit when Des midweek Des, but sticking with the only one I have on the current team, which is Dak. So sticking with Dak for the rest of the week, going Dak today, going Dak tomorrow as we head into the game because he's the only current player I have. But I felt like a midweek Dez to change it up, a little change of pace, throw Hembo for a loop there. But uh, Dak today, Dak tomorrow as you get ready for Carolina. It's actually an outstanding NFL weekend, and most of the things are getting buried as I bring Hembo into the conversation under the you know, the Brady-Belichick hype, and understandably so. It's, it's the game of the century. I mean that literally. They've been playing football for 102 years, and there's never been a regular season game <coughs> quite like this one. Having said that, there are a lot of great games this week, and Dallas, Carolina is right near the top of the list. The Cowboys will be tested, and I think so. Will I think we will learn a lot about both teams. I don't know that everyone is buying in fully on Carolina because they beat the terrible Jets, then they wound up beating, um, and they beat the terrible Texans, and in the middle, they beat New Orleans in a game that New Orleans didn't have their coaches, they didn't have their players right, they had all these COVID issues. So Carolina has the number one defense in the sport, but I think a lot of us are wondering, are they really that good? We'll find out on Sunday. Yeah, right now Dallas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That line open at Dallas minus five for whatever that's worth. Game's in Dallas, right? Game's in Dallas. Yeah. Without Christian McCaffrey, though. McCaffrey's out. That usually doesn't impact mm. the line too much, anybody really other than a quarterback. But Carolina hasn't just been good, Greeny. They've been dominant. Yeah. Do- they have outgained their opponent this season. 
by 600 yards in three games. No matter who you're playing, so long as it's an NFL team, that's pretty impressive. Well, I'm not 100% sure the Jets are uh, an <laughs> NFL team, uh, which brings me absolutely no pleasure to say. In fact, whatever is the opposite of pleasure, displeasure. It brings me great displeasure. To say it, I am Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Meanwhile... I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, in the meantime, uh, it is the game of the century, so let's hear a little bit from the two of them, from Bill and from Brady. So I gave Nuno this responsibility. Nuno's the producer of this show. And I said, Nuno, pick out all the sound bites you hear from Tom Brady. I want you to pick out the most interesting one for us to play for the audience. So this is from the Let's Go podcast on Sirius XM. This is Brady talking about Bill. 20 years of, of being there, and obviously he's a great mentor for me. And um, yes, I, there's definitely great lessons I've learned from him. And um, you know, he's a great football coach, and, and he's, he does a great job for his team. Okay. So he's saying nice things. And, and Bill is doing the same. Bill uh, heaping praise on Brady and Gronk. Certainly, Robin. And Tom done a lot for this organization, a lot for me. And I appreciate everything they've done. I have a ton of respect for him. Um, but, you know, this Sunday, it's, we're on opposite sides of the field. And, um, we're going to do all we can to not make them enjoy the night. So those are the things those guys are saying. Bill heaping praise. Brady keeping it real. Do any of them mean what they say? Nuno, do either of them, as the most cynical person I know... <laughs> Do either of them mean a word they say about each other this week in the build-up to the game? I think they do, but I think they want to beat the heck out of each other. Yeah. Well, this, I don't think that in and of itself is unusual. Like, I think you know, brothers might be incredibly close, but they still want desperately to have bragging rights against each other. So I guess, is it just that, Nuno, or is there a layer deeper than just wanting to have just wanted to say I beat you because I don't know how much time they're going to spend hanging out together the rest of their lives. I think Bill has more to win in this game than Brady does. So if they actually win this game somehow, some way, the Patriots, I think he can go on this. It's for him. It's a screw you type of tour because everyone is given Brady. That was the cleanest I could come up with, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Everyone, everyone. Uh, he can. Everyone has given Brady the "Hey, it's you, it's you." Like that's the chatter that's been for the last over year because of how much the Patriots have struggled and them winning a title. It, it, the Patriots come into this game. Someone made the Graziano, I think it was on t, on TV this week, said the Patriots didn't expect when this game came around that they would be better than the Bucks, but they expected to be better than they are. They expect you to be playing better than they've played. Their only win is against the Jets, which, again, at this point feels like a bye. And, I mean, they, they, got, they got beaten the division by Miami, and then they got handled by New Orleans, and they made the rookie quarterback the Saints did look like a rookie quarterback. So do I see a way – do I see a path to this being a game, Hembo? I guess I do, but I think the – overwhelmingly the likeliest outcome here is that Brady and the Bucks win and run up the score. I don't know that that's the case. Right now, New England is a seven-point home underdog. But I'd have to imagine that Bill Belichick, like Brady, is going to pull out all the stops defensively. The information works the same both ways. Now, obviously, Tom Brady has a lot more pieces at his disposal. He's working with a better team. What surprised me today on Get Up was that Lewis Riddick said multiple times, he feels like this could be a coming out party for Mac Jones because yeah. of how badly the Bucks defense has played. And like you said on that show, 
if that's one of our takeaways from this game, it's definitely not something that I see coming. I think, I think what, what, what Vegas says is, this is these teams are something like, you know, what, a 10, 10 points difference on a neutral, whatever. But I don't think this is going to be a blow-up because I'm, I'm sort of counting on Bill Belichick to put together a defensive game plan that he knows will work. Well, we'll see. I don't know that there is a defensive game plan that works against hmm. the Buccaneers if you can't dominate them physically. Because they just have too many places to go and they have the exact right guy to go there. Like, Brady is not going to get confused. He's not going to make the big mistake based upon something you do schematically. That's something you do, you know, from a chess standpoint. The Rams were able to beat them because they could bludgeon them because Aaron Donald is just ridiculous. And they've got Jalen Ramsey to take away just one guy completely on every single play. And then you fill in the blanks. I don't think the Patriots have those guys. There just aren't that, those guys. There are no other Aaron Donalds out there. So I don't think they have the ability to stop them. And I don't, I don't th- if you're going to beat the Bucs, you either have to do that or you have to go toe-to-toe with them and get the ball last, like maybe someone like Patrick Mahomes could. I don't think Mac Jones, maybe he'll never be ready to do that. I certainly don't think he's ready to do it this week. Do you know how many passes Mac Jones has thrown in three games? You're going to tell me it's a very low number. Um, I'm going to say in three games, I'm going to say it's under 75. You're way off. They've asked him to do a lot. Mac Jones has thrown the ball 120 times in three games. That's what's so confusing to me because entering what the season, is his average yards per pass? Like, isn't it super low? Yeah, he's like, only averaging... he throwing everything like one yard? Yes, a lot of things, uh, a lot of those throws are underneath. He's only averaging six yards per attempt. But, like, coming into the season, we were told that this was going to work because they had the best run-blocking offensive line in the league and right. they were going to ask him to manage the offense. That's not been the case at all. He's throwing the ball 40 times a game. Three, that, that's what has been very confusing to me. Like, this was never really part of the plan, was it? How many times did he throw the ball in the game against the Jets? I'll pull up the game law here. I, 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 can't, I don't remember him. Th- I mean, they, were, they were just so dominating. He threw the game. ball 30 times against the Jets. He did? 30 times. And 51 times last week, obviously, they were coming from okay, behind. Yeah, that was a crazy Orleans. game. But 39 <laughs> times in week one that excuses, excuses against everything. Miami. Too. Uh, all right. Fair enough. I stand at least somewhat corrected. I don't change my mind, though. I think that by say, they give the points with Tampa Bay. Uh, airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Meanwhile... I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? On a little moment of basketball here, <coughs> from this I'm sorry, what? And I'm not allowed to play the audio... Shaquille O'Neal was on CBS radio with Atiki and Tierney. And, and you know, for there are those obvious reasons, we're not allowed to play it for you. But I think it's worth reading. And Nuno, let me get your take on this as my vice president of basketball conversation. They asked, uh, the guys, uh, Atiki and Tierney, asked Shaq how he would handle the situation with Kyrie Irving. And for those of you who are not following this, Kyrie Irving, while he says that his vaccination status is a private matter, I think it's abundantly clear that he has not been vaccinated and he plays his home games in New York City. And New York City has a law. He cannot play. I'm not going to get into all the details of the law. The bottom line is he cannot play home games if he's not vaccinated. He can't. So he is either going to play 41 games this year or he's going to get vaccinated or he's going to be on another team. Those are the three options. I guess he could retire Those are the options. There are no other options. So they asked Shaq, what would you do about this? And he said, I would go upstairs and say, get Kyrie up out of here. 
Get him out of here. Whoever owns the Brooklyn Nets, get his butt up out of here. Nuno, what do you think? I mean, Shaq would be able to do that, right? Um, Kevin Durant could do that. But as Stephen A. said earlier this week, that Durant, like the Nets can't do this. The Nets can't trade him even if they want to because of Kevin Durant. Um, and he also, as he is also that type of guy that if you did trade him, he probably does retire. Well, I mean, if you're the Nets, that isn't your problem. Right, right now, if he decides to retire because you've traded him, that isn't your problem. Your problem, if you're the Nets, is all the things that I just described. Forgetting whatever degree this becomes a distraction that hovers over the team. Let's even put that aside, because over the course of the long regular season, that might actually not matter that much. But... There's no question this thing comes to a head at some point. Now, the season starts in three weeks. Either he's allowed to play home games or he's not. It's not any more complicated than that. So, Nuno, if he is unwilling to be vaccinated, and I'm, I'm not even going to get into a, 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 a discussion about that decision. Um, I have any number of thoughts, but that's not really the purposes of this conversation. The purpose of this conversation to get the answer to, if you're the Nets, what do you do? Nuno. I think you've put, you've sold your soul, you've sold your soul to these guys. You have to ride it out until Kevin Durant gets to the point that he says, I can't deal with this. We got to get rid of him. Meaning even if. Even if he can't play. He's and, playing just road games? Cor- correct. And it's actually less than 41. It's just too confusing. But yes, I would say that at that point, you have to ride well, it's it less out. less than 41 because they play it. Uh, the yeah, Nets? the well in Toronto and also uh, against the Golden Golden State Warriors. Mm. Uh, okay, so, I thought visiting players, no, could but I think play. I think San Francisco recently changed it where okay. it makes it they can't. Well, one way or the play. other, whatever. He can't one play way, the home game. Yeah, so let so let's say you you are playing forty one games. I think at the end of the day, you have to allow this to take its course and wait till Kevin Durant gets fed up and says either you know. Has the conversation with Kyrie or has the conversation with management saying, get him out of here? One way or another. I mean, it is just a mess. I, 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 this just can't end well. I, I have a difficult time imagining the way this ends well. We'll see how it ends at all. You can sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Use my name, Greeny, as the code. And you will get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Next. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right. I'm hijacking this edition of Who You Got, which is usually Bubba's opportunity to ask a bunch of questions. But I am actually going to ask one now because I found this really interesting and I, I enjoy this topic. So Hembo showed me a photo. Where did you get that from? Instagram, I assume? This is on yeah, Fat Joe's Instagram account. <laughs> Fat Joe's Instagram account. And he said, have you ever seen a more random collection of four people eating dinner together in your entire life? There is a picture of the following four people eating dinner together. Adam Sandler, Fat Joe, Jaleel White, who, for those of you who don't know, was Steve Urkel, and Emeka Okafor. <laughs> The former UConn and NBA player. And it did tickle me. Adam Sandler, Fat Joe, Jaleel White, and Emeka Okafor having dinner together. Like, who predicted that? And it did bring us 
to one of my favorite questions. Now, we frequently will do this with golf. If you could put together any dream foursome in your life, living or dead, there's all these, anyway, people will have all these different caveats. Who would be in it? So I just thought I'll ask the hashtag crew, if you could put together dinner with any three people, who you got? Bubba, you're first. All right. Well, (laughs) a lot of options here. First of all, the dinner is clearly happening at Chili's. That's right. Because He's a big I'll, guy. I'll be getting it for free when I show him the tattoo. Right. Um, I'm going to go first with my favorite actor, and his name is Christian Bale. So Christian Bale. Okay, I like love that. Christian Bale. Right. Love all of his movies. So I'm going to go Christian Bale number one. Like it. Then I'm going to go with my favorite TV shows genre of TV shows, The Creator, Dick Wolf. The creator of Law and Order. Yes. Great man. Imagine all the stories he has. <laughs> Law and Order, guest stars, all of that. And then the third one, a lot of options for this one. Thought about the obvious, you know, Howard Stern, stuff like that. But I'm going to go with Larry David. Larry David. So you have put together a dinner with Dick Wolf, Larry David. And Christian Bale. So let the record show that both Dick Wolf and Larry David are in their 70s. I don't know how much that matters necessarily. But Not at all. It's, it's a slightly older group. But okay, I like, I like the diversity of the foursome. I'm surprised there's no sports in there. I was waiting for Troy Aikman. I was waiting for Mike Piazza. Yeah, no, no need. No, <clears throat> no need. sports. Okay, no I like it. All right, Nuno, who's your dinner? All right, so I'm going with dead people. I'm, <laughs> I'm going with JFK. JFK. Going with dead people. Just listen to where I'm going. They're not even alive. But that's what I'm saying. (laughs) But, like, it's just going to have great conversation and going to be a lot of fun. I understand. So, you meet JFK, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. (laughs) And Al Capone. Oh, my goodness. There's going to be a lot of partying. It's just going to be great stories. It's going to be fun. Am I the only one who thinks that sounds like a joke? John it's Kennedy, not a joke. Al Capone, and Hugh Hefner walk into a bar, <laughs> right? Doesn't that sound like the beginning, the setup to a joke that like someone would have told in the Borscht Belt, like in the sixties? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I like it. I respect the choices. I have it is as random as could possibly be. Uh, although JFK and Hugh Hefner might have had a few more similarities than you think. I don't know, one way or the other. Hembo, how about you? Well, I chose all living people, although, as you'll see here shortly, hardly. I'm going to dine with Willie Mays, the oldest living baseball Hall of Fame player. Okay. Vin Scully, who's even older than Willie Mays is, but he's the best baseball storyteller there is, except for my third um, partner here, George Will. Willie Mays. Vin Scully and George Will, they're all a little bit older than I am, but I was going to talk baseball for and several I'm hours getting with killed all three from of those my, guys. And I'm getting killed from my list? Yeah, Jeez. I mean, George Will is by far the youngest person <laughs> and in the group, but I'm looking up his he's age. He's 80. He's 80. <laughs> he's the youngest. Wow. I, 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 did, I had dinner with George Will. Do you know this? He I did was not. at the White House dinner that we went to, and I chatted with him at great length. He wears a watch that has the Chicago Cubs logo on it. He loves the it. Cubs. He loves the Cubs. Um, okay, that, that is a, that now I hope all of you get some sense of an understanding of just how ridiculous a collection of people I am working <laughs> with here every single day. I think you might describe me as working miracles on a daily basis to create a program of this quality with this collection of just dysfunction. That surrounds me regularly. Uh, Greeny, you know, starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I read the wrong tease earlier. 
So I promise you this time I am getting to it next. One NFL coach who is incredibly proud of how little he understands about football. You'll hear from him next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. I'm sorry, what? What? what, what? I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. What? In the meantime, there are certain things that drive me crazy. Just completely crazy. So, Mike McCarthy earlier this week drove me crazy. Not that he didn't use a timeout right before halftime against Philadelphia on Monday Night Football. But his explanation of it. His explanation of it was way worse than not doing it in the first place. Not doing it, there's a million different reasons you might not have done it. There's a brain cramp. I, I kind of lost track of the time. Uh, my bad. Just raise your hand and say, my bad. The fact that he actually said, I felt very comfortable with where our defense was at that point. You're winning 20-7 to with over a minute left in the half, and you're kicking off to them to start the third quarter. That's just steadfastly ridiculous. Here's another one. Joe Judge, head coach of the New York Giants, whose team has been just a disaster to start this season. And this past Sunday, at home, against a Falcons defense that everyone has shredded, They only score 14 points, and at one point, he punted from the 39-yard line. And so they ask him about it this week, and they ask him about how the analytics would suggest one doesn't do that, and his answer made me nuts. Analytics is just a tool. It's nice to look at the numbers and how they go through the flow of the game, but the analytics changes based on the opponent, based on who you have available for the game, and how the flow of the game is going, too. You can look at a stat sheet all you want. I promise you, if if XL was going to win football games, Bill Gates would be killing it right now. Okay, but, you know, you've got to take those numbers as a tool and then you've got to go and factor into how your team is playing at the time and what the opponent has as well. You've got to measure your strengths and weaknesses against the opponent every time. And then also in terms of the flow of the game. Yeah. I, I, OK, I get all of that. We know that no one suggests. Oh, yeah. In every circumstance, regardless of weather, regardless of score, regardless of opponent, regardless of anything, you do this. No one is saying that. But when they go to, I'll tell you what, <laughs> if games were won on XL, Bill Gates would be the greatest coach of all time. You're just demonstrating that you're disregarding this stuff. You're disregarding it. And this stuff matters. Do you know why I know that? Because all the successful people in sports use it. 
actually, that's limiting it too much. All the successful people in life use it. Far fewer decisions in life anymore are being made without any sort of data behind them. And that's not playing it safe, and that's not... It's just smart. It's called being smart. If I offered you two options, you have to make a very important decision in your life. In one case, I'm going to say I'm going to give you a ton of information so that you can make the most informed decision possible. Or on the other hand, I can tell you nothing and you can kind of wing it based on how you feel. Which one of those are you going to do? So why on earth would you want a football coach doing that? Let me get quick takes here, first of all, because this is an insult to two different people. One of them is Nuno, the Giant fan, but the other one is Hembo, the analytics fan. Give me 30 seconds on that. If you are an NFL head coach in the year 2021 and you are not using analytics as a means of making important in-game decisions, then you are a fool. And you are a fool because you are electing to work from a competitive disadvantage, which I guess is like the definition of coaching malpractice. Now, if these were coats attributed to someone like, I don't know, Bill Belichick, who has won something, perhaps I'd be more inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt. But because I've been forced to watch all three Giants games this year because my wife likes the team, my biggest takeaway has probably been... They might be the worst coach team in the NFL. So the fact that he's going to die on this hill seems very peculiar to me based upon what I'm looking at right now in the standings. Fair. All right, let me come to you, Nuno, your take. This sounds like a man who has reached that point where he feels like he's over his head, where he knows they're not doing well, he hasn't put them in the position, he has become an extremely defensive, and... And you had time to prepare for this. This was yes. This was Wednesday. It wasn't like you were asked on Sunday after the game. You had time to prepare your answer, and this is what you come up with. And it's starting to the to push more and more to the the Giants are going to need a clean break in a, uh, with everyone, GM, mm. coach, and just start uh, you know fresh um, next year. Unfortunately, well, there's that old expression: when people tell you who they are, show you who they are. Believe them. That's what we're seeing. That's who they are. We will air our grievances with you in our next hour. Stay there. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.